Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Okay, well, I started it. What are you going to be in New York for? Uh, oh, for the game. We're going to the, we're going to the Giants game, and uh, that the Joker comes out that day uh, or that weekend. So uh, Cool. So, well, now everybody knows, everybody, all three listeners. Now, uh, so I'll be up there, and we'll end up, we're probably going to end up seeing it in Sea Caucus. There you go. We're, we're staying in Sea Caucus. Well, Sea Caucus, yeah. Wasn't that good, fellas? Maybe, but I mean, Secaucus is like where you, I mean, that's like the main hub now in the New Jersey transportation up there, especially if you're going to Giant yeah. Stadium. Yeah, they have like a, whatever, like a metal or Met Lifeline or something that we're going to yeah. jump off. I've taken it, yeah. So yeah. great. Okay, that was, uh, so let's, ju- let's jump into it. We're in episode 119. I'm not even going to pretend to not know this time because I know. Um, this is our music. It's our... Well, I, the one thing I forgot to bring up that I wanted to talk about, it's our music episode. We did not come up with a song of the summer. No, we did not. But I think uh, probably the song of the summer is like Old Town Road, right? Yes. Do you like that song? I'm so sick of that song. I don't ever my, hear it. My nephews love it. Yeah? Yeah, they dance to it all the time. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. I guess that's what music's supposed to do. I don't get it. No, I, I, but we'll 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 cover him in a minute. Uh, yeah, and especially like, yeah, we'll talk to him about his his speech, which was great. Um, so it's our version of a music episode, which is uh, the we're gonna review the movie Blinded by the Light. We're going to go over the MTV Awards, and we're going to go over Taylor Swift's new album, Lover. Lover. <laughs> Uh, before we do, let's start off with what you were just talking about. A bunch of trailers came out, and um, I started thinking, would a good thing... I don't want to start getting into patterns, because we, we never hold to anything, but, like, trailer of the week or something, you know, where we talk about a trailer, because there's always a trailer coming out every week yeah, now that's, like, really good. If you can remember to do it, because you see this stuff more than I do, then... Yeah, I'll throw it out there. I'll throw the trailer out there. Okay. And then we'll talk about it. Um, so this week we had a new Star Wars trailer. Well, so that's what I was going to ask you. Which would be the trailer of the week? Joker or Mandalorian? Or what about the um, the Irishman? Well, well the Irishman that, came out a couple weeks that ago. That didn't come out this week. Yeah. Joker, definitely. But hold on a second. The trailer for the Irishman is not even close to those two trailers. I'm pretty excited about the Irishman. You can be as excited as you want about anything. The trailer does not look as good. There's not very many things that look as good as the trailer to the Joker or the Mandalorian. Or they're, they're two very good trailers. So okay, let's let's break down the Joker. So I was meeting with uh with my business partner today or boss or whatever you want to call him, and he said he was he loved the trailer so much he went and downloaded the script. <laughs> 
And I was like, please don't tell me anything. Um, I don't want to know. But he said that a lot of the trailer takes place in the first ten pages. Wait, he downloaded the scripts? Yeah, he he got the script to the movie. How does he have the script from the movie? Uh, Dark Web. Dude, why would you want to read the script? Um, I don't know. The movie's coming out in like a month. I know. Just going fresh. (laughs) Um, I'm with you. I I told him not to tell me anything about it, and all he told me was that a lot of the trailer is in the first ten pages. All I know is like his transformation is going to be pretty good. He and uh, yeah, it looks it looks very um, tonally. It looks good. Um, I think I'm very curious to see if there's like any sort of crossover between uh, Tom or uh, Wayne Thomas Wayne, which I'm guessing there will be. Who's Thomas Wayne? Or isn't that his dad? Bruce Wayne's dad? Oh, okay. Supposedly, I think it's like a whole new origin story. Yeah, well, so so the the script actually begins, he read this to me today, and it says that this is completely not its own universe. It's got nothing to do with, like, Warner Brothers. It takes place in real time. Um... It's like, you know, it's not a fantasy world, although it is in Gotham. But it's like, no, the, there's no time period reference, but if you were going to make it a time period, it's probably like 1981. Um, but like very much, like, this is this is not a different world. This is just, this is like real world shit. And I love it. Right. And you know what? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what's this, the Dark Knight was... You know, was real, kind of real worldish. Sorta. Yeah. But this is way more. This is way more. Um, from what he said, it's way more unforgiven than it is Dark Knight. All right. Well, he needs to stop telling you things. <laughs> he also said it was going to be probably an Oscar. He's like, dude, this is. It's pretty. It's pretty Oscarish. Um, he's, he's an idiot for reading the first script. But um, yeah, uh, I yeah. So then, so then there's two Star Wars trailers that came out this week. Oh uh, well, one's a trailer and one's like a puff piece. Right. All right. So uh, let's, let's do the puff piece first. So we're we're we didn't like the last one. Uh no, we did. It was all right. I just I there's a there's a shot that drives me nuts in the whole thing, which is like the whole gang together. I don't like it. I didn't. I didn't like the last one. Okay. Um, so I'm. I'm really nervous that this other new one's going to be bad. Um, but uh, I'm hoping out the best. I'm hoping for the best. But did you like this this little two minute piece they put out with like the last thirty yeah, seconds I showing? Yeah, want to know why uh, she's bad now. That's definitely got to be a dream sequence. Either that or like she gets she like you know picks up the wrong. Thing, you know, yeah, I don't know. I hope she turns bad. That'd be awesome. That'd be like the best thing to happen to this. Family. I doubt that they're gonna do that. But we are gonna find out who Ray's parents are in in the whole mythology. I read that. Um, so uh, 
yeah, it was very short. It had a lot of scenes from the old, like the whole trilogy, and then just showed it like a few footage or a few bits of footage from the new one. So, um, I'm glad they're not showing a lot. I feel like you don't even need a trailer. Like you just say Star Wars is coming out in December, and people are still going to be psyched. Uh, no, you needed it after the second one. What do you mean? Uh, the last one was just so polarizing and drove so many people nuts. You got to re-drum up that bass a little bit. That's what I yeah. guess. With the way pe- pe- things are reviewed now and, like, how the audience has so much to say and to, like, dictate right. uh, of movies, like, I would just not even show a trailer for all right, I get. That. I mean, I, I just get what you're like, saying. Fucking Scarlett Johansson, she's starring in this goddamn movie. Go see it. <laughs> um, you don't say that because you don't know. <laughs> Forget it. I was gonna make no, Scarlett Johansson jokes, but go ahead. You're gonna make the joke that she's playing a he she. Yeah, and then she says that she should be allowed to play whatever she wants. And then, like the, this whole movie, The Hunt got oh. freaking like benched. Um, so for those of you who don't know like there's a movie Blumhouse did this movie where it was basically like the most dangerous game where rich people hunt uh, people and uh, it's like a big open kind of what do you call that what's that movie the uh, with what's with Jennifer Lawrence uh, the Hunger Games Hunger Games it's basically the Hunger Games meets the fucking movie with uh what was that movie with the island or something with uh, Ray Liotta? Oh yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember. So anyway, it's not battle. There's another one, but, Battle Royale. Anyway, like people that. are like, oh, this is just like promoting gun violence and all this stuff, and you're just like, it's a movie. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So they basically like the fans and the the media just basically said. Yep, we don't want this movie. And uh, Blumhouse was like, all right, we're never releasing it. Yeah, it's a little weak. So it disappeared. Um, but I never would have seen that movie, I'll just tell you right now. Betty Glippin? Oh, she's in it? She's the main star, yeah. Betty Gilpin? Gilpin? Are you, are you watching Glow? Yeah, I just, I'm on episode six. Yeah, it's about where I'm at. I'm pretty close to that. It's pretty good. I thought the episode where they go to the the um, into the desert or whatever, they go on the camp. Right, I'm not that far. I did not get to a desert right. episode. I think that was episode six. Was so great. Okay, so you're gonna like it. But anyway, so then we get the we so we get the Star Wars trailer. It doesn't show anything, and then we get the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian a TV show. Yes, that's basically Boba Fett uh, we, show. It's not Boba Fett. Man. It's not Boba well, Fett. Well, it's, it's, it's like Boba Fett. Yeah, it's a bounty hunter. Bounty or something. Hunters. We don't know what it's going to be, but it looks awesome. It's like a Western. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Looks fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Um, really That's psyched directed about that. by John Favreau. Yeah. Um, he directed that series, and I guess they're doing a new series. I don't know. But he didn't direct the whole series. Like, there's, like, Taika Waititi did an episode, a couple other people did episodes. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so 
I, I, I didn't think that I could be more excited for anything than The Mandalorian until the Joker trailer dropped. I mean, it's good good week for trailers. Yeah. Um, all right, so what other nuts do you have? Um, I have a couple. Uh, the, those were two of them. I, uh, speaking of movies, actually, I only have, t- like, two more. Um, I went to the movies on Saturday. I went to the, I don't think I told you this, I went to Hollywood Forever Cemetery to see Psycho. Oh, you didn't tell me. That's cool. Yeah, that's a great movie to see at like the cemetery. Um, what was it, it just packed? It was yeah. It was sold out. It slammed. It's like you got to get there super early to get a spot. Um, they have like big like we. I don't know if you've been in a while. I haven't been in a while. They've got like big photo booth ops now. Like they have the house like a version of the like a stage set up to look like the house that you wait in line to take pictures with. You know. Did you great. get a picture? I didn't, no. Okay. Um, but, like, really, really good. Hey, new shocker. Psycho's good. It is pretty good. You know, the thing is, though, is uh, the sound at that place is awesome. I just, you know, I, I, I yeah, really... Yeah, they have the big... They have a, a DJ booth set up, and they yeah. use the, those big speakers. Um, I'm dying to go back. I just don't like the rest of the movies that they're showing this 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 year, or else I'd go back this weekend. I, I thought it was such a fun time. You pack a nice picnic bag, you sit out, you watch you the movie. You definitely have to go with a plan. Like, the first time we went, we didn't have a plan. And we looked around, and we're like, God, I wish I was with those people. So, um, yeah, and for those of you who aren't familiar, Hollywood Forever Cemetery is a popular cemetery in, in Hollywood. And a lot of like famous people are buried there, and they show these movies uh, every weekend during the summer. Um, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing everywhere, but this just happens to be a very scenic, beautiful cemetery. Like, it's a great place, and they've got a giant wall that they show these movies on. And like, you forget while you're there that like you get into the movie. I kind of thought everybody would be talking and be social, because I think that's what happened the last time I went. And everybody was like just so into the movie. Yeah, I mean, don't you think the dead bodies in the cemetery, like, enjoy it? Yeah, you they know what, things, that's a great... Every Saturday, they get something to do. That's a great call. Everybody kept saying, isn't this disrespectful? You're, you're absolutely right. What else are they going to do? Exactly. They're just laying there. Now they have a movie. Good call. Uh, last thing I just wanted to bring up was Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I saw Leslie Jones is out. Good news, bad news. Bad news is she's leaving. Although... Let's face it, it's not like she was very versatile. No, but she was, she's one of those ones that you like, put a, as soon as she comes on, you have a smile on your face because you know she's going to do something like wacky. That's true. Um, and I don't know, they don't, and now, okay, so Alec Baldwin's out. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's not doing Trump anymore. Okay. Uh, and then, uh. Leslie Jones is out. Right. But they've got some good uh, good guest hosts this, uh, this season. Yeah, so the Eddie Murphy bomb was like the best. Like, I'm so curious to see what he's going to do. It, just, um, it doesn't get much better than that. That's going to be one of the most, most watched shows they've ever done. Yes. Probably the most. Um, it's going to be pretty insane. Um, 
I don't. I wonder if he's gonna do like old characters, or if he's just gonna do like whole new skits. So I'm very curious. Yeah. You know what? He, he's, you know what he should do. Just since the Mister Rogers movie's coming out, Tom Hanks should do an appearance, and then uh, do like uh, Mister Mister Robinson. I, and Mr. I guarantee you that's happening because you're you're yeah, that is such a great call. That's definitely going to happen. Put a pin in that one. Everybody remember, you called it first. That's a great call. Good call. I'm like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gasping out loud at that one. That's pretty, that's so good. That would be awesome. Um, well, anyway, those are my notes. All right, so let's get to it. What do you want to go to first? Um, forgot what we were doing. Oh, I guess we'll review the movie. Okay. So we both saw Blinded by the Light separately, obviously. Um, yeah. You gave, sent me a text message saying, I think you're really going to like this movie. It's a lot like Sing Street. Or it's just like Sing Street. One of those Listen, two. No, it was, I said it's, it's like Sing Street, except for uh, Sing Street. Well, I didn't say this, but Sing Street's better. And the reason I say, and now that I look at the movie... I'm going to quote you. I have it right here. You're going to like Blinded by the Light. It's like Sing Street. That's what you Okay, so here's my argument. Now that I look back, you're right. It's not like Sing Street. But when I was watching it, I had the same... It has, like, the same kind of feel to it in terms of the time period and the clothes and hair and, like, what people are doing, like, the young kids and stuff. And... It just had, um, I don't know, it just felt, it felt like Sing Street. Um, I know that the storyline was a little bit more serious, um, but it also had the storyline of him doing this for, or using music to get the girl, or these, and, and these lyrics to get the girl, and all this stuff, I don't know. Uh, so, Alright, so that right there is your first miss. miss- Miss Truth, he doesn't use the music to get the girl. I know. She just all of a sudden likes him, like just all of a sudden, she just likes him. All right, so let's just. What were your overall thoughts of it? My my first thought is that they spent all their money on um, the soundtrack, uh, and they had to fire the writers for it. Okay. Like they didn't have enough money to pay both writers and their music budget, so they cut writers. Um, it's so corny and this movie is like brutally corny and it's like, um, like just, there's, there's no development of anybody. Like the only, you develop the main kid and you know, and he's not bad. He's good. Like I, he's a, he was pretty good in it. Like I had no problem following him and his whole thing, but it's just the same. They, 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 the same old tired tropes, um, the same storylines, like, do you think we'll ever not have a, a father from the Middle East who acts and looks and acts just like that? Like, I get this is like a true story. It's based on that. So that's fine. But this is another one of those movies that to me, the much like the Rocket Man movie, where it seems like it's set up to be like a, a Broadway show at some point. Um, I, I don't know about that, but uh, I see what you're saying. I thought that the writing wasn't great. Um, 
I thought that the, uh, I mean, did you have any other thoughts or? Well, so there's conflict with him and his dad, right? So that, I mean, that, yeah. that's very real and that's, that stuff's good. But other than that, there's no, and then there's like this conflict happening outside of, um, which I really like that storyline of, of the white supremacist guy, the white nationalist saying like, get out of here, Packies. But, um, the series of events that happens in his life has no conflict whatsoever. He just is like the best writer of all time. Um, he's very cool because he likes, you know, like everything just keeps kind of when, Oh, just say this when everything goes, it, there's like, it, it's almost, there's a line in there. I don't remember what it was, but the teeth, like the teachers, like tells him that he won some, Oh, that's the best part. When he wins the writing contest, at Monmouth College, okay, that's about the most. Monmouth College has like a, has like I grew up down the street from Monmouth College. Monmouth College is a is like a small college in New Jersey. Like, what the hell would Monmouth College be doing having a a contest that the teacher would randomly put him into? I mean, it's just it's so far fetched. It's un. It's like. It was a pretty bad way to get him to New Jersey, but I think that she didn't, I don't think the contest was at Monmouth. I think like she said she entered him into a, uh, a contest and basically there was a, um, a convention or whatever of all the people that won around the world or were meeting at Monmouth. Right, well, whatever, but, but the fact that whatever. that mom, like, of all the schools, like, so my dad, my mom went to Monmouth for like two semesters. My dad taught at Monmouth. Like, we went and saw Aunt Little. We saw the movie Annie film. Daddy Warbucks's house was at Monmouth. Um, there, like, look, I this this movie is gonna have problems with me from for a lot of reasons. Like, I was sitting there with my friend, and I kept making fun of things as they were happening. Uh, little plot lines, but they weren't like things that really bothered me. I was just like, that's kind of convenient. Um, but then there's some music things that I, you know, I know that I'd be nitpicky, but there's no way he has like a copy of Because of the Night because it was never released. So there's no way that he has that recording. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's a bunch of little things like that. Um, I, I do appreciate there's some things I do appreciate though I want to say and then then I'll let you get in and kill me for whatever you think when they do the first song he listens to when he puts Bruce on is dancing in the dark and he the, the lyrics start scrolling out I was never a huge dance in the dark fan because to me I got a lot of personal stuff with Bruce because of where I grew up you know he's I didn't like Bruce when he when I when born in the USA came out to me he was like that's my parents music you know, that's like a lot of like a lot of this movie is that people saying that's for your parents. Um, I I like that's how I felt about him forever. So I always thought songs like Dancing in the Dark were corny. And um, but when you saw the lyrics broken down to that song specifically, I was like really impressed. And I was like, I never thought of the deep meaning to Dancing. In the, that's like really good. Um, so I did yeah, like, that's kind of one of those things that I liked about the movie was that it kind of showed the lyrics in a different light and you actually were able to like understand songs that he wrote more deeply, I guess, than yes. listening to it by yourself. But anyway, no, no, that's good. That, you know, good, uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, 
the the other I remember the other problem I had with it was like why was his friend so mad at him for like like liking for singing, for singing with his dad? I don't know. I didn't get that. Uh, and I'll tell you that like look, what, so something I really did love about it is even though I didn't like Bruce Springsteen in 1985 or 86 when that came out, uh, because I thought it was so uncool when it was really, really good was, uh, like 20 year or not 20, like say 10, 15 years later, I got to discover on my own what, what all those, all Bruce's stuff means to me. So I like that somebody's making a film saying this is what this music means to me and how it means to me. And so I don't like, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, I, I wasn't super like, um, you know, like just because your relationship with, um, Thunder Road is way different than my relationship with it. I still like got like really enjoyed when he, when he was singing with the guy's dad and they were singing Thunder Road. Like I really enjoyed that. Even though like, Thunder Road to me is like the saddest thing I ever hear because it reminds me of leaving home, right? It's like the last line of that song is it's a town full of losers and I'm pulling out of here to win. Every day that like I question like what am I doing? Like I that's that's something I go, you know, when I think of it that, that's something I'll go back to, you know. Um it's a very personal song, but so I I didn't enjoy somebody else's personal relationship with it. Um but that's my thing that I really like liked about. It. I mean, then there's so many relationships they didn't even get into, like the next door neighbor. Like they conveniently let him say, "I I fought in World War II, and I don't like what they're saying, so I'm your friend." I don't know. Just develop somebody else besides the main guy. The the part where he goes with his sister to like the day club was awesome. I don't know why you have to put your headphones on while you're in there. It's kind of not the right move. But um, yeah, I don't know why he did that. But, uh, like, he goes to this, like, morning thing, and he goes to experience this whole new thing, and he just, like, takes himself out of the moment by putting on the Bruce Springsteen thing, which I didn't really understand why he would do that. Yeah. Like, it, it felt wrong to me. I mean, and, you know, they really never developed. I don't even know if the guy had a name was, like, his, his best friend, the other um, Pakistani with, like, who got him into Bruce Springsteen. He just ran into him. He just like ran into him and was like, here, take these tapes. He's like, oh, okay. And then like one day he puts it on. Like, and then at the end, like friend was like, you know, I really like the ending. And I was How like, about when they get really uh, they get in trouble for putting on a record? Yeah. He's like, Don't expel me. Really? <laughs> You're gonna get expelled for t- putting a record on? Yeah. Um and in the end, my friend was like, I really like the ending. And I was like, You did? And he's like, yeah, that was really good with his dad. And I was like, in the car? He goes, no. And he, when his dad comes to see him give his speech, and then he, like, hugs him after. I was like, oh, you mean the part where he hugged him, and he had the Bruce Springsteen cassette, and he showed it to the camera as he, like, hugged him? I was like, come on, man. It's just, there's just too much on-the-nose stuff for this. Like, this movie was, was close to being good, and it fucking ruined it. That's my problem. All right. I mean, when I went to see it, like... My mindset was not um, like looking for anything deep. So in terms of like a kind of fluff 
movie. I just felt it was good. But obviously when I left the theater and I started thinking about it, I saw like a lot of problems with it. Um, so my immediate reaction to text you was, uh, that you're going to like it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there are a lot of just terribly written scenes where they just threw stuff in. Like they, the little, all the political stuff was just too, uh, was forced, felt yeah. a lot of force. And it was probably uh, the most interesting, like it was a super interesting part. I didn't know that was going on then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and there's some real stuff with it. Like if they just, they spent a little more time with it and they made it like, I don't know, like, like they took a little more care of it. It could have been so much better than like, you know, his family showing up and his dad falling down and like, yeah. why weren't you there? You know, and. I don't know. And I was a little upset that they didn't like, like nothing. He didn't get to go to the ship. Like Dude, it felt like that poor kid was, didn't get to do anything. Like the parties across the street, he couldn't go to the party. You know, like. Um, and it did one of the worst. My, one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when, like, someone's giving a speech and that people show up late and then he switches the speech, like. The girlfriend shows up at the house. She tells the parents, hey, your son won an award. He's going to go on stage and make a speech. You should be there. And they're like, oh, okay. And she's like, oh, it's probably going to start around 4 o'clock. And they're <laughs> like, okay, thanks. And they like, like 4.30, 4.45, they just roll in. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they would be there on time. I'm sorry. I mean, it was a great speech, I thought. And yeah, the ending was r ridiculous when they were out in the lobby and the dad started quoting lyrics. Yeah. And then, he, and then he pulls the tape out and hugs his son and he shows the tape to the, like the camera and like focuses in on yeah. it. I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, I liked when he pulled out his music and put in the Bruce Springsteen tape because he was kind of like accepting his son's music taste right. and what got him yeah. to that point. I'm with you. But yeah, the whole showing, yeah, it was just, it was a little over the top. You're right. Um, but yeah, I didn't understand why the friend was mad at him. Um, there was just a lot of like forced things in there to kind of like enhance the, the music part of the movie. Yes. Like, like, all right, it's almost like they took the lyrics and they're like, how do we make these lyrics more effective? Like, what scene or what thing would happen for these lyrics to, like, have a lot more meaning? And they wrote it that way rather than writing the story and then sticking the, move, the you know, the songs that in That is a very good call. That's a very good call. Um, and when you do that, it's just like, it feels like you're manipulating the uh, movie a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I, I, when as I said before, I was in a, a kind of lazy mindset. I just went in and like didn't really care. Didn't want to look into deep, you know, anything deep. And I thought it was entertaining. Okay. So uh, and and I liked the music, obviously. So, but yeah, it had a lot of flaws. It wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, all right. Blinded by the light. 
So don't see it. You're you're in between. I'm saying no. I'm in between. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll go from one disaster to another. Um, you're like, which one could that be? But you know, MTV Video Awards. Our annual disaster. The thing that we love to watch. The disaster we love to watch live. We'll try to get through this as quickly as we can. It um, had the lowest rating. They're like they've had in like 20 years, by the way. Which is weird because, well, I mean, I guess it's partly because last year's was so uneventful. It was like, why would you ever come back and watch this again? Unless you're a 44, yeah. unless you're a 44 year old man, single man. Do we start exactly? Do we start with Sebastian Maniscalco? Yeah, so let's let's do it. He's your boy. Um, I'll let you take it. It's your guy. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to infringe on anything. Right, here's, here's my take, because he's been getting hammered by everybody. Yeah. Um, he is hilarious. Um, not sure this was the the perfect fit for him. Um, I thought some of his jokes were really funny, but you know that the crowd, like the whole thing with the safe space thing, I thought it was really funny, but you know the crowd like is automatically going to not like that joke. Right. Because they're all trying to be political and, you know, everything is so like on edge and eggshells and all this shit. So seeing, I'll say, I like him. You know, we went and saw him at Pantages. You, you know, he's got two or three of my favorite jokes, like really ever, like seriously. Um, the doorbell. That's that when you I think you pointed out yeah. me, the one that when he was on the Vince Vaughn about going to Ross and uh, yeah. finding a shoe and throwing it across the store. Um, but man, he like, I don't know. It's tough. It just was. a it, Yeah, it didn't like it didn't fit. I don't think anyone knew who he was that was there. Um he was trying to connect with the younger audience and it really didn't work. But he started making jokes about his family. Like, he said something about it being like like his Uncle Luigi's fucking something. I don't know. He did say there was a... He had a really funny joke there where he said that uh, he came out and he goes, you know, this is the music. He said something like, this is how we should do music the way it was intended. Like performing in a hockey rink in Newark or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some joke like that. But yeah, no one knew who he was and no one could connect with him and he was just a little out of his element. Yes. And he was trying, like I listened to his podcast every week and like he was really nervous going into it. He's like, he's like I don't know. He's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm like working on this art, and it's like, he didn't know what to expect, and I felt like he, like, really, like, tried too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, he pushed himself, he was, like, over-exaggerating all of his things, because um, he was on, this is probably his biggest stage that he's ever at. I know that sounds weird, but... You think so? You think that this is bigger than a Netflix special? Yes, because he's live. Um, it's being shown like all across 
MTV. I just don't, I don't know. It's like, it's an award show. Like he, he, I don't know. He was like hosting. I don't know. It's like a whole different thing. I don't know. I just thought it was a bad fit. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's tough to watch him sell out. That's my note from that. Um, cause he's, that's just not who he is. You know, it's like, it's, so it's tough to see him, him do it. Um, I just want to find, find, be in the room when they were discussing who was going to be the host and who obviously is going to take it. They probably, you know, he's trying to get a, make a name for himself. Um, but who like brought him up? I don't know. Right. Like who turned it down or. Yeah. Who was in the running? It's interesting. I just watched uh, the footage from 1999. I just watched Chris Rock's opening monologue, and it's fucking so funny. It's so funny, and it's so edgy, and it's like, obviously, you can't get away with it. He did, like, five minutes on white guys who were trying to act black, and he's like, he's like, He's like, it's cool to be, there's no more cool white guys. All the cool white guys are trying to act black. Cool white guys are gone. He's like Eminem, Kid Rock, the guy from Corn. You know, he's like going through all the bands, Limp Biscuit. He's like, shit, even like the midget that hangs out with Kid Rock acts black. He's like, you know, shit's f- fucked up when being a midget isn't bad enough that you also got to try to act black. Now you know everything's backward. You know, it's, it's like his whole joke. And uh, it was just really funny, his whole thing. Um, all right, so anyway. you want to take it? All right, so. Before that, before he comes out is the Taylor Swift thing. Uh, was she singing? I think she was singing, but she definitely wasn't playing guitar. That, like, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, she like, and we'll get to a, a amazing guitarist uh, later on when we talk. And about we'll this. get and we'll get to your our, your review of those songs in a little bit when we do her thing. But um, they started doing all these they started doing these cutaways there, and I realized quickly I don't know who anybody is that they're cutting away to. Yeah, I guess, like, it, this video is really popular, and, like, I don't know. No, but they started... Oh, you mean, like, to the audience? Yeah, when they started cutting away the audience and the reactions, I was like, who? who's that? Who's that? Yeah, there are there a lot of Hadiths. Yeah, uh, right. Whatever, uh, and then there was freaking Alex Morgan. Yeah. She got some time. Um, speaking of that, what do you think of Carly Lloyd, like, going to make a run on the NFL. Well, she said she won't do it till 2020, but she nails it. Right. She nails it. I love it. Good. Yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. Um, she just better not play. I don't want her to play for the Eagles. Um, so, there was one cutaway in the beginning. Um, a lot of Camilla Cabela, too. Yeah, well, we're going to get into her. Um, there was one cutaway in the beginning, though, that I did recognize, and it was Neve from Catfish making out with somebody. Probably his wife. It, well, I just thought it was really weird. I'm sure it was his wife. I'm not saying it was like he was caught in the act. It's not like MTV's I don't, cameras. I don't, who, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I don't remember well, seeing them. It says more about me that I recognize Neve from Catfish, and that's the only cutaway that I know who the person yeah. is. It just kind of reaffirms how not cool I am. Um, all right, so let's take it. Well, um, uh, all right. So the sound on this whole entire show is fucking a disaster. Yeah, it, it was pretty hard. I mean, it was. You couldn't hear, you couldn't hear a lot of things that were going on. 
Yeah, and it was like, and there was like like loud like playoff music on top of other music. Yeah, and it was like chaos of people just talk. It was like complete chaos. The crowd was so loud. Um, yeah. but uh, I liked the graphics. <laughs> I really did. I thought yeah, they, I thought the graphics. I, I thought yeah, I liked the. They had a cool stage for sure. Um. I have a note here because I remember the first person to come out was Cardi B. Yeah, and uh, she was a wreck. But before she comes out, it's I have a note that says Peppa is ridiculous with plastic. Do you know what that is? Well, first of all, why isn't salt out there? Oh, that's who it is. Salt and Peppa. That's what it was. Peppa comes out. Uh, she is yeah. so trimmed up. Like her, yeah. she and little Kim. Holy smokes. Yeah, I don't understand why Salt was not with Peppa. Well, whatever the case, she comes out, Cardi B wins. Is, I just want to ask this front of her. Do you think Cardi B is hot? I think Cardi B's hot, and I love Cardi B. <laughs> she's, like, she's so entertaining. I agree, and she's actually kind of, she, she totally she's acted funny. like an idiot there, and I'm with you, but she is kind of smart. She, like, didn't make any sense in that speech. Well, she's like playing like a character. Yeah, she's like, and she like, yeah, she's fucking hilarious. I don't want to say that she's. And I, and I love on Howard Stern too when they play her uh, Instagram when yes. she yells at people. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Howard Stern, when is that guy ever going to be live again? I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and shit. I had a lot of catching up to do on other stuff. It is, it has allowed me to dive right back into crime podcasts. It's been great. Uh, I'm looking for him to come back. He won't be back, obviously, this week, I'm guessing, but... Um, Jesus. Anyway. Um, so Cardi, Cardi B wins. She's got really long fingernails. Yeah. Um, which I don't understand. So then, then they bring out Haley Steinfeld to do this... Uh, who's the best new artist, Billie Eilish or Lil Nas X? Um, and, you know, I... I don't know. That's there's it's there, Nothing happens. Um... Yeah, you're supposed to text. I'm like, I'm not yeah, texting. Right. So then Sean Mendez comes out. It's quite. Stop a... making me. Stop making me do work while I'm watching <laughs> a TV show. Especially since we know that. Well, you're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. It already aired. Um, Sean Mendez. Okay, so Sean, Sean Mendez comes out, but Baby or BB Rexa is the one that introduces them. That's the one. Okay. She says, and she goes, the greatest guitarist. She's like the greatest guitarist that has ever like that she's ever seen or something. And then Sean Mendes starts performing. He doesn't even play guitar. <laughs> he just like walks around with it on his back. Uh, I I I have a little note at this point that says he has no balls. Um, none of his music has any balls. But uh, it's quite a stage setup. All this, I mean, most of these stages were pretty good. Most of the sets. It is. Yeah, it is. It's crazy that, like, all the music now, we'll get to this kind of, like, with Taylor Swift when we talk about her. Like, it's all about these people's lives that are happening right now. It's almost like paparazzi music. It's good. You know? Yeah, that's really good. Because, like, he's singing with Camila Cabello later on in the show, and they're, like, having this whole romantic sing-along that was, like, supposedly one of the highlights of the show. I don't know. Oh, just like, we'll, we'll, do, we'll decide that. Yeah. 
I, I got to tell you, I do think overall <laughs> that the performances were most like I actually enjoyed this show more than I've enjoyed it in a long time. Yeah, we'll get to some. There, there were a lot of good performances. All right. Well, this this wasn't one of them. I mean, it was no, fine. It, it wasn't it's bad. Boring. It was like whatever. I mean, that's the thing. Boring. That's what you get. You're getting milk toast with that guy. So then um, I know I said I wasn't going to do everybody, but I got to talk about Allison Brie comes out. Yeah, with, she's like basically topless. Now, who does she come out with? She came out with. Uh, okay, doesn't matter. She comes no, she out. Came out. She came out with like some guy who was trying to like pull some political game about being an immigrant, and he didn't even like have anything prepared. Jay Balvin. He, start, he started like talking, and he didn't have a point. And then Allison Brie had to like go in there and like say something like that was meaningful oh, no, Jay, and, he was yeah, just, that's right. and, he, and he was just like yeah what she said so Jay Balvin's the guy that wins he's still got his tag on his suit I didn't know that was a thing um yeah. but Allison Bree's boobs let's just say were really mad at her like I've never seen it before like my my lady friend was very she was like she audibly gasped at the length that took to spread those boobs apart from each other it was a if you get a chance to look, it's really weird. No, um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look at it that deeply, but she was definitely topless. Um. So then, then, so then Lizzo comes out. Okay. All right. I loved. I loved this performance, but the fucking butt thing, like, was just so distracting. Oh, I thought it was great. But I like that she goes for it, man. Yeah, she is awesome. Like, I don't. I wouldn't buy an album or go to one of her shows. But I appreciate her. I, she's a good, good I performer. have the album. It's good. I just like, she's really I like that she like puts it all in. She's in. My only problem with the whole performance is they kept cutting to heavy people in the audience. Oh, yeah. You know, like, if you're, if they weren't cutting to Taylor Swift dancing at that, they were cutting to Queen Latifah. <laughs> uh, and, and that was my next question. Why so many cutaways to Queen Latifah? When did this happen? She was New Jersey. She was like the New Jersey girl. I right. don't know. But like, when, when did she become a big deal? Like, come on. She had, had two like, songs in her life. She was, she was like the end performance. They kept showing her. I don't know. So she was like the headliner. So okay. So then we go into this uh, Jonas Brothers thing, and they're like interviewing the Jonas Brothers, and we're sitting here, and uh, we're both from New Jersey. We're both from right near the Stone Pony, and. They start talking about how the Jonas Brothers cut their teeth on the road at places like the Stone Pony, and I start, like, yelling at the TV. Like, there's no way these fucking guys ever played the Stone Pony. And I'm, like, having a conniption about it. And then they cut to um, those guys playing at the Stone Pony, like, their live show. And it's so forcibly bad that it, it makes me hate New Jersey. It's just they're super, they're fucking popular, man. Yeah, they are. I mean, when they came out, it was like crazy. Um, I, I appreciated the the uh, multi venues that they did, where they would walk around and they would sing and like move from place to place, in and out. It takes uh, some talent singing while you're doing all that shit. But yeah, they're just, I, I can't get into that. And that just ruined the Stone Pony for me. That's nothing about what the Stone, anyway. But the one thing I do like about it is it showed you what it was like to grow up 
on, like in, in New Jersey, on the Jersey Shore, that close to the beach, and how nice it looked. So for all the people so who how, always talk like, shit how, about New Jersey. How far is that from the the student, the, the, where they were doing the award show? Because they end up far. winning later on. It's far. Uh, it's So Newark is closer to – Newark's really just outside of New York basically. Um, so you're looking at probably – was it Sunday? They probably could get – they got there probably within an hour. That's my guess. He had to go uh, with Sansa Stark. He had to get back to her. Well, you knew that they were going to show up later. Like that was like the biggest yeah. given because they had to have cutaways to her. Um, so then, then the next performance is Little Nas X. Where they do the Tron stuff. He doesn't do like, his. He doesn't do his song. He does Panini. Uh, yeah, he's a, I don't know. There's a Tron whole Tron thing. I didn't like it. It was. So a lot of everywhere I've read said that they, he was great. Uh, I, I I'm like I'm, I'm appalled by what I saw. Like he it didn't terrible. he didn't even sing. And he he didn't sing. And when we get to his like when he won, that was the worst speech I've ever heard. Oh, I liked his speech when he won. All right, we'll get into that. But like that that performance, I just didn't get. He just because he's got this voice like this, and there's no way he could do that while he's dancing and shit. I'm just like. This guy's trying to be five different things. What'd you say? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna have to start. I gotta start moving faster. But it was a cool stage. Um, what's the video for good category? Was there any way that Taylor Swift wasn't gonna win that with her being in the audience? No. Um, the next question I have. Uh, I. I Looking at that category, uh, there was somebody remade Runaway Train by um, Soul Asylum. I didn't even notice that. Who's remaking that song? Um, All right, any chances on Taylor Swift? All right, so then we do the Missy Elliott shit. Um, I loved it. Okay, so the only bad part about it was Justin Timberlake, of course, bringing up himself while explaining to her about her. Uh, when they were doing the video before, who was, yeah, who was doing? Who was the girl that basically like had so much plastic surgery? Little Kim. Oh my god, I didn't even know who that was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Little Kim. It was so bad. Her face was like frozen. Um, Timbaland looks like he was like shrunk. He looks like he got left in the dryer too long. Um, yeah, I thought it was bizarre. Pepsi sponsored it. But, um, yeah, it was like a Super Bowl of the halftime show. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on it. Well, it, you know, what? it was like a Vegas show. Like if you go to Vegas to see a show, it better be that good. You know what I mean? Like that's the bar. That was awesome. Dude, I loved when they had the fucking, the grass and the spaceship yeah, and like all this shit. All the shit that they brought, she brought back from her old videos. It was fucking, that's yeah. the perfect, now here's the thing. I'm, I'm not going to like. They brought back the girl, the little girl. Yep. Uh, I like, I like, um, I actually wrote, that was fired. It's the first time I've ever used that phrase. Um, I, I like Missy Elliott enough, but I never thought of her as like super big but I, apparently I'm wrong because everybody else seems to um, but I'm glad I was wrong because she was she was fantastic and her speech was really good hello 
Okay, well, her speech was really good, except that she called it the Michael Jackson uh, Video Vanguard Award, and that's something he named after himself. I'm digging the long visor look, so it was, like, all in front of her face. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, any anything else? I mean, it's just, there's not much. The set was fantastic. The, the medley was great. I don't think she was singing, but who cares? She was awesome. You no. don't think she was singing? I don't know. I couldn't tell. I mean, there's... When people dance that much, I don't know how you'd be do that without being out of breath. Maybe I'm a little too, uh, maybe a little too rough about that. Um, around this point, though, I had a question: Is what was with the microphone? Why was it only like three feet off the ground all the time? Did you notice that when people were giving speeches, they all had to lean over into this little microphone? Um, so then after that, uh, Lindsey Vaughn and a, and a black hockey player come out who she's engaged to. Yeah. That was confusing. <laughs> I, I follow her on Instagram, so I wasn't that surprised. Well, I mean, look, I'm all for, like, good for them, but it's just, it was yeah. like, what are they doing there? Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. Um, and they introduced this Men- Shawn Mendes and uh, Camilla Cabela thing, which... Um, he's got to be gay and she has to be like just into this for like to get as big as she could possibly get. Like there's nothing that seems more choreographed in my life than these two trying to get together during a popular song. Am I not oh thinking that? It was, it was so, no, it was so staged. Um, it was just to get their popularity up because they've been like, yeah, it was all a publicity thing. Um, so then they're followed by another great couple, Queen Latifah and John Travolta. Yeah, when are we going to stop like letting John Travolta like do things? I don't know. Um, like every award show, he fucks something up. And he he's is just awkward. He and is he's just like an awkward guy. It's like just stick to doing your shitty movies. That yeah, you do, he, right? he is like really trying his hardest to ruin the 1980s for everybody. Like. The late seventies, early eighties, like all of his, all of his great accomplishments. Everybody's really, he's really trying to make us forget them. Yeah. The other thing is, do we have to, like, at this point, I wrote, do we have to pretend that Taylor Swift isn't going to win? And, <laughs> no. Like, can we just go and like without going through the the stuff? And does she, you know, her bringing up the fifteen people, it makes this whole thing last like fifteen minutes. Mine cut off. My, I, I had to go watch that final performance. I mean, I love I love when uh, someone wins, and instead of walking towards the stage, they run up to the up the stage. Okay. Um, well, um, my favorite was some this. She actually gave the speech, and she talked about her co-director and her co-producer. You think that she was really directing that? There's a lot. I don't know if you saw that music video. There's a lot going on. Tough one for a first-time director. Just gonna say. Yeah. But uh, then we get uh, Miley Cyrus. How good did she look? She looked great. That was, like, really good. It was a good performance. I liked the black and white. I did, too. Way to go, Miley Cyrus. Two thumbs up from 44-year-old men. She's got a great voice. Shocking. Some of these things, you always just want the person with the good voice to sing. Doesn't need to have a lot of shit going on. It was a nice break. Because every fucking performance was just like shit going on, dancers, fire, all this crap. Miley Cyrus just gets up there, 
has a little gimmick with the black and white, but it didn't take away from anything. And she's just sung. And she's yeah. got a great voice. There you go. Uh, and she sung a song about breaking up with Liam Hemsworth. And uh, that's what I was getting to, where everyone was just singing about their shit that's going on with their lives. <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, she Then they give the award to Lil Nas X. Yeah, and then he gets up there and he goes, Hey, uh, this is the first award I've ever uh, won. Great, great line. And then he, he's like, I got a speech. And then he gets the scroll out and he's got a gag where it rolls open. And then he just steps aside. No, then he says, thank you. That's the yeah. joke, that the whole thing just says thank you. It's a joke. Listen, that was the least of the problems with that. The biggest problem with that acceptance speech is that Johnny Cash never wrote Billy Ray Cyrus a letter. I'm sorry. Billy Ray Cyrus says, the great Johnny Cash once wrote me a letter where he said, I'm like, that is a false statement. There's no way Johnny Cash wrote Billy Ray Cyrus a letter. Um... So then we do the live Spanish intro by the Hadid sisters. Um, I got nothing more than that. Lenny Kravitz comes out. Somebody told me that their biggest guilty pleasure was that they actually liked Lenny Kravitz songs. And I was like, is that a guilty pleasure? Like, dude, he's terrible. And I was like, is he? And they're like, yeah, everybody knows. He's like super corny. And I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't get the memo on that. I'm not disagreeing with it. I just didn't know that that's how we felt collectively as a society about Lenny Kravitz. What do you think? I uh, didn't know he was still a thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's not really answering my question, but that's fine. <laughs> he, he introduces her. I kind of fast-forwarded through that. Um, I realize at this point, Maniscalco just says, wow, about everything. Yeah. Wow. Uh then they bring out the Sopranos. Not really, though. It's Big Pussy, who never says no to anything. Dre DiMatteo. Dre DiMatteo's, like, wearing nothing. She looked good, though. She doesn't look like she's she aged. And Jamie Lynn Sigler. And they go on to say some of the dumbest shit I think I've ever... Um, yeah, it was really bad. It was, like, embarrassed. I was so embarrassed for them. Um, and they brought him back just to give the award to the Jonas Brothers, because the Jonas Brothers are the, um, the home you know, the New Jersey home team. And the whole thing is just making me want to vomit my New Jersey roots out of my mouth. Uh, and of course they win because as soon as they, sh they cut that they were in the audience, you knew that they didn't come back to lose. And then they got Sophie Turner and the, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, that kind of bugged me. Um, so, um, there's then that commercial break. Those motherfuckers aired two commercials where they tried to trick us into thinking that the show was back on. I'm just going to say. Yeah, I, don't like, I didn't like that. I don't like when people do that. Smart, they were, like they were like commercials, but they were actually like performances or something. I don't know. So then, so then that, bring, that brings out DJ Khaled, who is just the worst. And that's all we really need to say about him unless you got more. Yeah, we, no, we've talked about him. We don't get it. He introduces Big Sean, who I like. I like Big Sean. He sings like old school rap. You know, his songs sound like old school hip hop. Yeah. All right. That brings out Team USA. Um, and um, they did they give an award to Sean Mendez? They did, right? And best collaboration. Yeah. So I was like, do you think Sean Mendez watched a single game of the Women's World Cup? 
Like, there's no way, right? He has no idea who just handed him an award. Nope. If they're not a plastic surgeon, a stylist, or makeup artist, he probably has no idea. (laughs) If they're not somebody involved with making his career uh, shinier, he has no idea who they are. That's my... I'm completely convinced. I am convinced that guy doesn't live a single normal day of his life. You know? Uh, Yeah, I I agree. Totally. It is completely a PR machine around him at all times. Um, I thought you'd laugh more at the... Do you think he's watched the game? Um, (laughs) So then Billie Eilish wins best um, new artist. Where do you come out on her? I think she's fine. I think she's awesome. Yeah, I think she's good. So I just watched this video to this morning of her at uh, at Glastonbury. She's at Glastonbury Reading, whichever one's right now, and her crowd, and it is insane. Like yeah, she she's is, popular yeah, right she is really reaching people. Like I'm so happy she won because she wasn't there, and I was like, she's she's a big deal. Like she's she's got sta- of all these people that we've seen tonight outside of Taylor Swift, um, she's got staying power. Like she's doing something. That's what I think about her. Yep, she's got a long life ahead of her. Some people who do have some staying power that completely shock me are the next two presenters, uh, Victor Cruz and, um, what's her name, uh, Lima, uh, whatever, the old Victoria's Secret model, Adriana Lima. Uh, oh, yeah, Adriana Lima, yeah. I mean, I'm watching it, and I'm like, what is this? It's like, it's like oh, and then they bring out this, that, the, his the Latin duo who do that the whole cactus? Yeah. yeah the cactus cartoon I didn't get this I was like, it, it's like a Latin soap opera like where it's like just something I guess we're just never gonna get I didn't get it but I did like I don't know where if we missed it but the girl the Latin girl whose song was awesome yes so. we did miss it you're right I apologize I uh, that was the intro by the Hadid sisters that we that I flew through yeah. she was really good you're absolutely right uh, Didn't know what she was saying, but she was, she was right. awesome. She meant it. Whatever she was saying, she was meaning it. Yep. She, she was singing her lyrics or something she really connected to because it was good. Exactly. Uh, so then I, my, my uh, mind cuts off there, but I went online and I watched the finale because that's all I'm missing, right? Is the, yeah. So I thought the finale was terrible. It is a mess. So they come out and they do one line of OPP. Well, first of all, they say, in the beginning, they said, oh, you'll be so excited for this collaboration at the end. And, and so you listened to him and got excited. Yeah, I was like, nice, collaboration. And you know what? This reminded me of a Jules Holland show. Huh. Yeah, because like, they finished like, the songs on Jules Holland. Yeah, but it was like, all right, we're going to... It wasn't much of a collaboration, as it was just five different people or bands that were like together on a stage yes. and they just like jumped around so they they start with one single line from like OPP like the opening two lines and then they cut away they don't even go in the chorus uh, probably the biggest song that was brought up on that stage th- that night was that song and they didn't even get into it yeah. so they cut from that they go to this guy from Lords of the Underground which is a very they have one hit song Teddy what? Well, no, 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 we're not what Fetty Wap. It's um, the, I forget the, the guy. He's in, he's in Lords of the Underground. Um, it's a great beat. They start playing that beat, and then Redman starts rapping over it. 
But he doesn't do like a Red Man song. He does a Red Man and Method Man song that the guy from Lords of the Underground isn't in, and they sing it's Blackout. Like, I don't understand. I like the song, but I don't understand the choice of doing that. Yeah. They cut from there, they go into Fetty Wap, who I didn't know was from New Jersey. Um, and that song's like two years old. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's like real. four years old, but still. Everybody else hasn't played in like 20 years, so. And then we cut to Wyclef, who can't even keep up with the music. Like, the music was so much faster than he was trying to sing. Like, it was so out of sync. I'm still happy to have Wyclef, Wyclef in my life, though. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, I like those two songs. I totally forgot about that um, No Woman, No Cry song that he does. Yeah. Whatever it was. Uh, anyway. But, like, the whole, like, the band or whatever that was playing the song was so much faster than he wanted to. Yeah, you're right. And he was trying to keep up with it, and it didn't. It was just a mess. Then we cut to our, everyone's favorite Queen Latifah on a motorcycle driving in. So she drives in, and then she puts on a coat. And she sings okay. Unity, which isn't even a good song. And then, uh, sorry, it's not. And then um, they all end with Hip Hop Ray, which was, okay. But man, that was a mess. I mean, honestly. It was almost like, it was almost like they were like, hey, do you guys want to do something? Like, yeah, sure. I'll just show up. We'll, do, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was like, it's the best representation of New Jersey I think that there is. Just a bunch of people being a giant mess. Yeah. And I say that as, as somebody who holds it very dear to his heart. Um, but also couldn't wait to get out. All right. So that, any other, any final thoughts? I mean, I thought it was like, you're right, low ratings, thought it was better than it has been. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk to you next year when the next one, because we'll definitely watch it. Nice. All right. So we'll do this real quick, because we've been going for a while. Taylor Swift has a new album. And since we reviewed our last album, I figured we should review this album. Now, have you given it a gander? I've listened. I haven't been able to listen to the whole thing, but I have listened to the majority of it. Okay. Um, now, where do, you, say, where do you? Where do you? It's very much like the last album. You think it sounds like the last album? It's very much like it. I think that is the worst um, review I've ever heard of an album. I think it's absolutely nothing like her last album. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of songs that sound like the songs that she did on our last album. I want to say, I, I don't think that it sounds nothing like it, but it sounds to me like she's transitioning out of that and into, like, there's some, like, country or shit back, coming back in this one. There's some good, like, ambient, ambient music I like. I actually kind of like this album. I'm going to admit it. I mean, I, I, I like, a, like a few of those songs. I'm not going to lie. I do too. I, I think it's a little long. I don't know if we need like 19 songs or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, I mean, you're just going to say you don't need 18 songs. People want to hear more songs. <laughs> the one thing you want from your artist that you like is this well, more songs. I consider myself the audience for this. So, um, no, I, you're right. I, I like uh, Taylor Swift. I like her message i like that she's really good to her fans she shows up to places uh <laughs> i feel like she's kind of probably a pain in the ass that we don't know about but i feel like she's uh she really appreciates her 
how she got to where she's at. And um, I don't know. I like she's a pretty good songwriter. I don't know. I never liked Taylor Swift, um, but I think that this album I kind of like. Um, I like. I I like the two singles that that she started with, the um, me, and I really like I really like you need to calm down. I sing it with my friend's nine, um, my my friend's eight year old daughter. Yeah, I mean I like those two songs too. Um, and I like the beginning. Of, I like like the first six songs in this album. I'm like shocked because I've never liked any Taylor Swift shit before. <laughs> I like Cruel Summer. And I don't know how to be cool and talk about this, but I think it's pretty I, good. Yeah, it's a decent album. I just like... Hey, I like Cruel Summer, too. I think it's a good song. I think it's good. I agree. And I like it in, uh, Death by... There's one, this other song, Death by a Thousand Cuts, that I like. I think it's, like, it's interesting. And, uh... I don't know. There's a, there are a few songs that I like. Cornella Street, I like that song, too. Do you, do you like the... The title, Lover? I'm not a big fan of Lover. I'm not a big fan of Lover either. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't really get the uh, correlation, but sure. Good. Okay, so let me ask you this. You like it. Yeah. So who, um, who should be our lead-in song, Bruce or Taylor Swift? Well, Taylor Swift was so ingrained in the VMAs. I feel like we need to. I think you're right. We need to put that song in there that they played about a million times and just all the awards she won. Yep, I agree. All right, we're gonna do it that way. Sorry, Bruce. You'll have to collect your royalty checks from some other schmucks. You'll have to get a better movie. Well, he directed one. That was one of the trailers. Yeah, that looks good. That was one of the trailers in ours for Western I'm Star. In on that. So, I'm well, in. cool, buddy. This is fun. What do you think of that? Um, I'm I'm interested. Uh, no, I think it's good. I think this album they just. I mean, we probably should have reviewed that. But I spent more time with the new Bruce album than I did with Taylor Swift. But um, I like his new album. I like what he's doing with this this Western kind of thing. Um, it's really good. He really, he, that guy is good, man. <laughs> Newsflash. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see the movie. I mean, part of me is scared of seeing artists all of a sudden start making movies about their stuff, but um, I guess if you've been doing it for 60 years or whatever, you kind of can do whatever you want. Yeah. So, um, all right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We're at. Uh, we're we're about a minute ten in, hour ten in. So, all right, buddy. Yeah, good stuff. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Yep.